We are back here live on the SP Sports NBA podcast. I am Shane, Quarantine Edition, alongside Q and Krupa. And we are going NBA redrafts right now. Something to pass the time. Hopefully something good to listen to. It's always kind of fun to, to look back on previous drafts in, uh, in sports and see how it could have played out differently. Or it can, or it can be kind of sad if your team, team messed <laughs> something up. Um, but how shout you out to Markel Fultz, baby. Yeah, shout out Fultz. I don't know if we'll ever get we'll ever get we'll ever get up there, but uh, and and do we look for? I think I think I think 2013 though, um, which I think we can just call it the Anthony Bennett draft, which is unfortunate for Giannis. It should be called the Giannis Antetokounmpo draft, but uh, obviously the Cavs shocked everyone going Anthony Bennett at one, and then Bennett spent four years in the league playing for four different teams, averaging 4.4 points a game. So a lot of fours for Anthony Bennett. Uh, still an interesting draft, nonetheless. So, Krupa, uh, you got the first pick. Why don't you take us away? Yeah, so at the first pick, I, uh, I'm going to take Anthony B- – just kidding. That was, <laughs> probably wasn't funny. But, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, honest. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no Und- undisputed. Him. No one's even close to him in this draft. Is it undisputed, though? Yes. Dude, it's not – Like, there are some solid players in this draft, but, like, still. Like, just none of them dude, went top ten. Dude is – I don't think dude's even reached his like. I think well, he's me, close to his full potential, but I don't think he's reached it yet. And he's he's unreal. Let me ask you this: How undisputed is it? If if I don't I don't want to get too off the rails here, so let's make this quick. But if you were starting an NBA franchise today in 2020, who's your first pick? Giannis. Ooh. See, the thing is, I hate Giannis. I think it's Giannis. I hate his game. I think it's Giannis or AD. Giannis or AD. I don't think. I think think Luka's one of them. I think Luka has it. I think Zion, if you're willing to to drop your balls on the table, I think Zion might be the best out of all of them. But it's so risky because he he walks like an old lady, but he jumps like freaking like prime LeBron. So that's that's bold. But, yeah, it's probably Giannis. He's probably the safest bet. Um, Yeah. Pretty durable. He's very durable. He's still – only twenty five. Yeah, um, you don't, and you also don't need stars around him. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah. obviously, Middleton was an all star this year. Like I don't know if it was controversial. He was an all star. I don't. No, nah, it wasn't controversial. He. I think he's like all star fringe for me. Yeah, in the West, but, he'd like anyway, maybe make it. It's like yeah, but you don't. What do you think of like all stars? You don't really think of him right away. He's kind of one of those like, oh yeah, that guy was an all star. Anyway, like you don't need like Giannis. Like you like literally just put shooters around him. Thing is, thing is, Giannis who was already the MVP last year and he got kind of, he got kind of walled up in the playoffs. Toronto kind of, and part of that was the Bucks players not, you know, making, uh, making their shots, but you know, Giannis struggled, especially at the free throw line. That's like my main concern yeah, but I mean, this year. His free throw struggles this year are weird. How bad they are weird. And I, but I think like you can even say like LeBron, even when he was in prime LeBron, exactly. I don't think Giannis yeah. is prime Giannis right now. Yeah, look, like Giannis was not as bad last year against Toronto as LeBron was against the Mavs in 2011. LeBron yeah. averaged 17 a game in the finals. That's awful. Like prime LeBron. That was like just like the that, that, Giannis was way better than that. So like, yeah, I'm not, I'm just you know stirring the pot, I guess. Yeah, but, no, I hear you. I think it's undisputed though. That, yeah, that Giannis is going long. Yeah, uh, if you see what he's turned into. All right, at two, um, I'm taking CJ. Ooh. Um, obviously, Rudy Gobert has had, had, had a great career, but uh, C.J. McCollum, uh, who went 10th um, out of Lehigh, a little bit undersized, but he's got the hezzy hay. 
he's a guy who can get, he's a guy who can get you um, buckets in bunches. Uh, he's he's a tremendous scorer. And the other facets of his of his game um, aren't that bad either. It's not just all. I mean, when you th- when you think of McCollum, you think of scoring. He had ten games in this shortened season uh, with thirty points or more. But he's a guy that, and the uh, Trailblazers have shown this. I mean, even with Dame on the team, if if McCollum is hot. He'll take the last shot, not Dame, which is kind of a credit to uh, how good of a player he he really is. Yeah, he iced it in Game Seven last year. Yeah, um, against the, against Denver, Dame did not have a great game, and he he kind of bailed him out. Stepped up, yeah. He's he's definitely I've I've really liked CJ. Uh, I wouldn't have taken him too, but I really have always liked him. The best thing about CJ in this is that just offensively, like of everyone outside of Giannis, he's like the best. He's so easy to fit into like any team because of how good of a shooter yeah. he is. Like. If you look at like Gobert, it's like, oh well, if your other big man can't really shoot, then you're kind of screwed. Um, yeah. Or you know, with Oladipo, like Oladipo's can make jumpers, but he's not like a great shooter. Um, CJ is CJ's really a really good second or third option, uh, and he's proven that. And he's t- played in a lot of big playoff games, like he has experience in the playoffs. Um, but I would have, uh, I would have gone Rudy, which means at three, I will go with Rudy, uh, best defensive big man in the league. Um, and just rim protection is just so valuable still, especially now that um, teams are making more threes, but they're also trying to get to the rim more. They're just kind of cutting out mid-range jumpers. So having a, a guy that just teams don't even want to go into the paint against um, is really helpful. He's the best shot blocker in the league. Um, and he's really efficient on offense. Like obviously a lot of his, his baskets are kind of spoon fed, but you know, a, a lot, there are a lot of athletic big men who can't do what he did, what he does uh, offensively. Yeah. So Great, great screen setter, great uh, rim runner, great roller to the rim. Um, great rebounder, um, averages 3.4 offensive rebounds a game, 13 total. So, uh, yeah, Rudy Rudy's a clear number three on, on this draft. So, All right. who we got? That's fair. Uh, I think obviously number four is Oladipo. Yep. But this poses a question for you. If Oladipo doesn't get hurt, would you ever consider taking him over Rudy or no? I think I, I probably would. I think it's, it t- it's tough revisionist history, though, but I, I think you have to consider it. Man, he was just, he was so good uh, that first year with because Indiana. Like he was. So I just good. think it, it's it's kind of like goes back. Like, I just think guys with with the game like Victor, and it, it might just be biased to uh, guys who can handle the ball um, compared to big men. But if your big man like can't can't really score like an Embiid, I still think you can. You're you're valuable. Like Gobert is obviously very valuable. But the ceiling is just higher with guys like Oladipo and, and CJ McCollum. That's just kind of the way I see it. Yeah, with Oladipo, it's like the two-way – just the two-way ability is so great. Like, he's such a great – or he, at least he was before the injury. I, I, I want to give him more time before I, like, declare him just bad. Um, yeah. Because he, he had a rough 13 games this year. But, you know, it's, it's such a short time span. Um, I think having the season short helps him. It, it'll help him a lot. He's got a lot more recovery time. Um, yeah. Yeah, Old Old Depot's the leap he he was already pretty good with Orlando and OKC. Like he was ever bad, he maybe a little bit underwhelming based off the way he played at Indiana. Um, but like at the end of for the Hoosiers in college. Um, but once he got to Indiana, he just completely changed as a player. He became a a dynamite scorer, really a pretty solid playmaker. Like he can he can run point for you, and he led the league in steals that year too. He averaged two point four steals a game. So yeah, wasn't that uh, trade? But the magic didn't the magic trade Sabonis and him. It was uh Sabonis, Ursan, Ilyasova, uh, and Oladipo. 
Well, it was the 11th pick, which was Sabonis. So I guess the Thunder made the pick. But they traded for all for Serge Ibaka, who the Magic then traded for, like, Terrence Ross and, like, up late first, like, five months later. It was a bad trade. Bad, bad trade. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, well, Kruber, that was your pick right there, right? Yeah. yeah. All equal at four. Right. Who you got, Shane? All right. At five, uh, this is – that's it's when it gets interesting. Might stir it up. Uh, I'm going to take uh, – I'm going to take uh, that boy from Germany. Dennis Schroeder. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm taking well, that's Dennis. That's a wow moment for me. Uh, I, I, I had Dennis at seven. I, I had two guys above Dennis, but I like um, Dennis. So explain. He, he's, he's, I would say, if you think about it, he's kind of like a poor man's Victor on the depot. Um, and not even poor. I don't even know. Poor is, is the right way to describe it. Yeah. His defense isn't on, on the same level. He's a little bit undersized at 6 1. He's having uh, a great year. I didn't realize yeah. how well he was shooting this year. Yeah. He's averaging uh, 19, 4 and 4. Uh, I mean, he's a scrapper, uh, that's for sure. He's averaged upwards of six assists in in his career. I mean, in in twenty when he was on the when he was on the Hawks, who granted were a really bad team in 2017-18, he averaged nineteen point four point six point two assists, three point one rebounds, and over a steal a game. Uh, I think he's a very very serviceable point guard. Uh, I think he's above serviceable, honestly. And um, yeah, I think he can be a starter in this league if if he is your backup, then I think you're doing really well at the one-two spot. If he's coming off the bench, you, you have some talent uh, at your two-guard positions. Uh, but I think I think he's uh, definitely a capable NBA starter and a guy who can, I mean, he's proven, can get you 15 to 20 points a game pretty pretty consistently. Yeah, Dennis, especially now this year with OKC, uh, I think he was he might have won sixth man of the year this year, honestly. Uh, if they, oh, Maybe he still will, but like um, – but – yeah, he's been he's he's really kind of turned around with OKC. He was always really like slippery and could always get to the basket at will and could make passes and stuff. But um, now that he's like shooting, shooting thirty eight percent on five attempts a game this year, like he's really really turned it around. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember it was was uh, his second year in the league was fourteen fifteen. Was that were the Hawks still intact then? Like the yeah, fifteen the was uh, the year they won sixty games. Okay, yeah, because so, I remember. Him being really young, coming off the bench with that team with Horford and Joe Johnson, and uh, well, who's the other two in the big four? Teague. Was they Teague? had Millsap. Millsap. Uh, no, Joe Johnson was gone by that point. Uh, but they had uh, Teague. They had Millsap. They had Corver. Oh, Corver. Um, they were deep. Yeah. They were really deep. Yeah. Yeah. And, had, and uh, Schroeder Sotolosha was like a fifth guy. He was pretty. Schroeder, good. Schroeder provided good minutes off the bench. I remember being like, "Who is this guy?" Yeah. Uh, I mean, coming out of coming out of Germany, he's pretty unknown and didn't really do anything his first year. I do remember when that Hawks team was really good. He was like seventh man and uh, played like 20 minutes a game. And, and I was kind of like, who is this guy? And, and he's turned it out. It would have been fun good. to watch in the playoffs this year with Chris Paul. Yeah. 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 It's good Pretty that they kept player. them all. Yeah. All right. Here's what, here's what I wanted to find. I took a minute to find it. Uh, the three-man lineup of CP3, SGA, and Schroeder, which is three-point guard. I mean, SGA's, you know, whatever. But pretty much three-point guard. They played 400 yeah. minutes. And they're, a pl- they're a plus 28 uh, per 100 possessions. They have 127 offensive rating. 98 that's defensive crazy. rating. That's, that's nuts. Uh, that is nuts. That's no, but nobody saw that coming. The Thunder were better than the Sixers and the Rockets this year. Who would have? Who would have saw that coming? Yeah, yeah you have to yeah. think when Chris Paul, like, I don't know how many years left in his contract. When he leaves there, and if they keep Schroeder and SGA, like, how much better having Chris Paul there has made both of them? Oh, for real, dude. And like, for like now that they know how to play with each other, like, that's going to be a pretty good backcourt, dude. Like, I was thinking about it. I was like reading it the other day. Like, just thinking about the Thunder's offseason haul, they basically got an all-star point guard, 
They got SGA, who's like one of the best young guards in the league. They got a really good six man in a um what Schroeder, who we're just talking about. They got what six picks for Paul George? Six, I think six first round picks. They got Gallinari. They got another first for uh uh, Jeremy Grant, and they got two additional firsts with Chris Paul. Like that's an absurd haul for an yeah. season, and they're better than they were last year. Well, they got they have like they got they got nine first round picks this offseason. season. Like, dude, they're Sam they're Presti. Yeah, Sam Presti is a G. Like they, that was the best thing that could have happened. Paul George not wanting to stay. Like that was the best thing for them. Even though yeah. at the time it was kind of like, yeah, I mean they got a lot of picks, but like, nah, they, they they're. And Dude, the thing is, you, so you can't be too worried about Presty hitting on the picks with his success yeah, rate. Exactly. In the past, I mean, so. some, one of the, one of those, or they can just package them for another guy. Like if if they, yeah. if SGA, I mean, probably Gallinari will probably stay there, um, given like the current situation. Like you know, free agency is kind of uncertain, so they're going to be good next year too. And they they'll get someone in the drafts. So, yeah, they'll probably get someone in the draft. So yeah, I mean, yeah, they're definitely going to get just, they're definitely going to get someone in the draft. That's yeah. a fact. Okay, he's balling. They're just they're balling def- out as a franchise. They're going to get a player uh, in the draft. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next I'll go with the fellow uh, Thunder with Steven Adams. Um, yeah, that's fair. I, th- I had him at five, actually. Uh, really solid big man, obviously. Great rebounder. Uh, he had great chemistry with Russell Westbrook, and now he's great chemistry with Chris Paul and SGA and get, uh, Schroeder. Just a really good roller to the rim. Uh, enforcer, awesome screen setter. Like, he just drops dudes because of how big he is. He's just a, a monster. Um, seems like a guy everybody really likes to play with. And, uh, yeah, just a really good big man. There's not really much to say about Steven Adams. He's kind of going to do his job and, and not talk about it. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, he's, he, he kind of goes unnoticed sometimes, but, uh, I definitely like and respect his game. Yeah. It's kind of, it's right. kind of like, uh, go bear, but just like worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not his, his arms aren't as long. But, yeah. That's true. Right. Our crew, who you got at seven? Dude, honestly, at this, like, I feel like this is the point where it's like, oh my god, this draft isn't great. Well, yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of role players and a lot of decent a lot role, of good players. role players. Yeah, I'd probably take Otto Porter. All right, I feel you. I feel you. Like, I like Otto. When, well, like when Wall was healthy, they had Wall, Porter, and Beal. That's probably when the Wizards were at their best. And then he got traded Chicago, or did he sign with Chicago? He got traded there for uh, Jabari. Yeah, and like he, well, he averaged seventeen and a half last year. Like, I think he's solid for the Bulls. I think he's a really good modern wing, um, and he's shown like a little bit of the ability to like get his own bucket, even though normally he's kind of just like a shooter. Um, but he, I mean, he's a career forty percent three point shooter, pretty good defender. Like he's. Just a good, just a good player. Um, not really flashy, and he wasn't flashy at the time. Like at Georgetown, nobody was like getting going crazy about getting Otto Porter, but he was, you know, he's a third pick for a reason. Um, I think he's panned out even at the beginning of his career. Kind of, kind of took a minute to get there, but yeah, that, that's who I would have taken there as well. Uh, Shane, who you got? Actually, uh, yeah, Shane. Shane. Yeah, Shane. over to me at at eight. Um, this this one's kind of tough. I think I'm gonna go uh, KCP though. Ooh, Davis Caldwell Pope. Damn. Um, he's kind of had two different, two different, two different mini careers in the NBA. I mean, when uh, out of Georgia, uh, originally for Detroit, when they were kind of in the lean years, he was uh, one of their more go-to scorers, uh, and kind of showed 
um, that not only can he shoot the three, but he can create his own shot. And now in this new era with the Lakers, he, he doesn't need to create his own shot. Uh, and and he's he's been he's he's gotten his fair share of, of flack, but he's uh, been pretty well shooting 39% from three this year. All he really has to do is play decent defense and post up in the corner. Um, so I mean, it, it it was pretty tough, but. Uh, I mean, the guys average double digits every year since his rookie year, uh, nine and a half this year. But uh, I think he's just a solid overall role player. Damn, he's a good player. So I'm not like knocking you. Just I had him. I think. Of, I think. I had him at eleven. Think, but here you can go with anyone. Like honestly. Yeah, I think like it's, yeah, like maybe not seven. I probably would have went Porter, but like eight through eight, eight through like twelve or thirteen. It's kind of a lot of a lot of flip flopping for me. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 pretty good. Clutch clutch client. He benefited a lot from that. He's got a lot. Yeah, of you 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 do benefit a lot. Got a lot, and he's he's a good fit next to LeBron. So, um, all right. Uh, I'm at nine. I will go with uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. from the Mavs. Yeah. Uh, he kind of gets flack for his contract, and he's yeah you know, he's been kind of inconsistent. Um, in his first you know four seasons, but this year he's had a really great season. Averaging 16 a game, he's shooting 40% from three. Great fit next to Luca um, as like a secondary score, or I guess the third score next to Luca and KP. Um, he can he can when he gets hot, he's like he's really it's really crazy to watch. Like he he'll just pull up from anywhere, um, and he can he can get his own bucket a little bit. But he's also a really good catch and shooter. Not a terrible defender. He's not great or anything, but he's you know he's athletic and he can move his feet pretty well. Um, yeah, I, I liked him Hardaway. I think I think he might honestly opt out this summer because he has a player option for seventeen million. I think he could actually get like close to that for a decent amount of years. So, um, yeah, Tim Hardaway, I think it's a good nine. pick. I think it's a good pick. I like CHJ. I, I like him too. And yeah, I mean he's he fits his role well on the Mavs. I think he's kind of kind of found a home. It's crazy that he got like dumped with Porzingis, and he's like pretty freaking good. good. Yeah, yeah. So all right, Croup, you got ten. Here it's uh, it's between two big men for me, but although he played for the Celtics and I hate him, probably take Kelly Olynyk. Ooh, clinic, the clinic, clinic. I was thinking about uh, clinic. Dude was good for the Celtics, especially when it was there. I mean, nothing spectacular numbers wise, but like you knew what you were getting out of him. Uh, and he's been he's been. I think he got overpaid in Miami personally, but I still think he's been like solid there. I just hate him so much. Uh, I hate looking at him. I like the I, clinic. I hate how dirty he is as a player. He tore Kevin Love's shoulder in part. Uh, that was lame. But he is a good player. And he's shooting really well this year. I don't know if anybody saw it. He's shooting 43% this year from three. Um, McClinic supporter. McClinic. Like I mean, I get why the Celtics fans like him because they're, they're satanic. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a decent pick. Um, Honestly, I, I probably would have taken him at like fifteen though. Eh, you know, I no, I'm I'm, I'm kind of with Krupp on here. If, if Krupp didn't take him, I think I would have I would have taken Clinic off the board right there. Damn. Maybe you just have some underlying bias. Yeah, I kind of hate anybody who play for the Celtics. So. All right, all right. So uh, over to me at pick eleven. Oh, for the Sixers. Uh, this might this might be a be a little bit interesting. I don't know if you guys are going to like this, but this guy had a uh, a decent little peak. Granted, he's still only 27, so I hope I hope his uh, career isn't isn't as bad as as he played this past season. Uh, but I'm going to go with Alan Crabb. Wow, uh, 
Alan Crabb, he had uh, two good years in Portland. And, and that's then, it. And then, <laughs> no, and, and then he went to Brooklyn. No, he had a good year with Brooklyn. Nah, he was yeah. all right. He was all right. Didn't he sign with Brooklyn? He got, he got some. Yeah, traded stuff. there. Traded? Yeah, traded there, yeah. And, I mean, 13-4 and four isn't, isn't, isn't anything to scoff about. He's a decent three-point shooter. I mean, more than decent. Uh, I guess nah, he's, he's a good three point shooter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, even at volume of seven a game, he still shot thirty eight percent. So yeah, I mean, I like Crab. I think uh, he he's a guy that 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 you need. He can switch two three. And he can knock down threes. He doesn't do a whole lot, a whole lot other than uh, other than that. But uh, I don't know. I'm gonna take Alan Crab. I I've always kind of liked Alan Crab. I don't I don't think he ever did hit a ceiling. Hit a ceiling. Where do you go to college? California. Uh, I think Cal, yeah, I think with the Cal. Yeah, he kind of just came out of nowhere and was like a pretty decent player for the Blazers for a little bit. Um, all right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to go with a, a process legend. Yep. In Nerlens Noel, uh, still a really effective uh, rim running defensive big man. Um, kind of got a raw deal in Philly because it was just such a not a great time to be on the team. Um, and then they drafted. Uh, two centers right after him that aren't that can't play the four. Uh, so it was always a tough spot for him, and it seemed like he didn't really get along with Brett Brown. But he's really kind of picked it up his last two years. Like with the Mavs, he was kind of disappointing, but then with the Thunder, he's been pretty good. Uh, obviously, his stats don't really jump off the page, but as like a twenty-minute a game big man, he's been really good. And I feel like you know he's still only twenty-five. He was probably going to go number one if he didn't tear his ACL uh, at Kentucky. Yeah. Like he was, he was getting a lot of hype at Kentucky, and he was so great on defense uh, right away in the NBA. Like he was, he's a guy that gets a lot of steals and a lot of blocks. Like he's never going to be a beast rebounder, but um, I think if if teams could like find a way to get like a stretch five next to him, I think he could really like just play passing lanes and be like a beast on defense. So I'll always like Nerlens. Um, kind of sucks that the Sixers traded him because they really could have used him the last couple of years, but. Uh yeah, I got I got I had neurons like in the top eight. Um, I d- I definitely did not. I yeah, did not. I, I just I guess I I see him in a better all spot. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, crew, who you got? Thirteen. Uh, I got the dude that maybe needs some row game, Mr. Cody Zeller. Oof. Damn, bro, you didn't go out him like that. Yeah, that's tough. It's <laughs> just been disappearing lately. Anyway, yeah, I mean, dude solid on dude was solid on Charlotte. Like, I don't know. He's good. <clears throat> he's good. At this he's point good. in the draft, like he, he is the most boring, the most boring good player in the NBA. But he's good. Like I, I was thinking about maybe Reggie Bullock, but I didn't realize he was as bad like three point percentage shooter like lately as he has been. Yeah. Um, and who's the other person I was thinking about? Oh, hang on. Um, oh, I looked at Alex Len, but yeah, ew, Alex Len, beast. <laughs> ew. <laughs> But I don't know. I think Cody Zeller, he's been good. Oh, he's been a uh, faithful, faithful warrior for those Hornets. He's been good. Yeah, I think he's a good so, player. All right. Um, uh, yeah. Sure I, who you got? All right, IQ. I know you're gonna like this pick. I know you're gonna like this pick. Oof, uh, I'm looking at the remaining guys. I don't know who it is. Uh, okay. Um, because because. Okay, I'm just gonna say. Is Andre he a former Sixer? Roberson. Roberson. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm going right. Roberson. If you look, if you just look at his box score numbers, he looks like an absolute scrub. I mean, he hasn't averaged more than six and a half points a game. 
uh, but he's been hurt the past two years. Uh, in 2018, he was actually pretty – or 2018 is when he got hurt the first time, correct? Uh, yeah, it was uh, January 2018, I'm looking so at it right was now. the 2017 playoffs then, I believe, where he was, he was pretty solid. Well, he the thing was he was he was he was sinking needed. threes, but he was shot couldn't like make eight, a free throw. Yeah, he couldn't make. He was like three for eighteen on free throws. Couldn't make a free throw. Um, Let me see these splits. But he, he's incre- uh, incredible on defense, like incredible defensive. Yeah, player. he shot <laughs> in the first round. He shot forty-one percent from three, and fourteen percent from line. So in that in that twenty seventeen, uh, yeah. Well, so. I mean, if you if you look at his the last two playoff series before he got hurt, which was the 2016 Western Conference Finals and the 2017 uh, Round One against Houston, he averaged he averaged ten a game, seven rebounds, two steals, two blocks. Like that's some solid. That's 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 pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously when they took the Warriors to the brink, three one. Uh, and I think he was just an underrated player. Uh, wish he got to play in the finals. Wish he didn't get hurt all the goddamn time. Um, his career might be over honestly like, yeah but it uh, he hasn't played in two years he was yeah he but he was so Sucks. elite on defense dude like, he was a monster on defense i think he was if you ever watched him defend harden i remember there was a big game a couple years ago with rockets versus thunder um and he was, was like he was doing work on harden on defense like he was a beast yeah he's um, uh, yeah and it sucks we never got to see him and pg like play together more because that wing combination yeah that been just deadly. filthy yeah it's just filthy. It's almost like Ben Simmons and Thibault. Almost, almost as good. Right. Almost as good as those two. But it's not oh yeah, good. yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, but no, I'm going Robertson. If you if you look at him at, at, on the surface, it's a bad pick. But if you, if you dive a little deeper into no, it, I had him there. I had him exactly at 14. So all right, sweet, pretty fair. All right, uh, next, uh, Louisville legend, Gorgie Dang. Um, mm. Recently traded. He's on a terrible contract, five year, 80 million that he signed three years ago. Um, don't know how he got that, but he is actually pretty decent. Like, you know, he averaged a couple years averaging over 10 points, decent rebounder, pretty good shot blocker, uh, started to hit threes a little bit over the last couple years, shot uh, 36% this year from three um, on over two attempts a game. Um, Try to fight Devin Booker. That was pretty cool. I don't know if you remember that, Shane. That was pretty funny though. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Went, yeah. yeah. That was funny. Uh, but no, he's a, just a perfectly fine backup big man who can launch jumpers from anywhere, uh, and seems like a good enough guy. And he was on that title team for Louisville, so yeah, I think that's a fair pick. All right, Krupa, over to you. Last uh, pick number sixteen, your last of the draft. Uh, dude, who's uh, his dad needs to chill out a bit, but I think he's a solid like backup point guard, Trey Burke. Ooh. Personally, on the Sixers, I think he should have got more PT this year. Really? But he didn't. But he was a – well, first, a baller at Michigan. I know it's not relevant. Second off, he's a baller for Utah for the first three years. I don't know. He's just put up – he's put on solid numbers, and he's, like, so, shown flashes in games where he literally looks like he can score on anybody. Yeah. yeah he's, like, he's like a homeless man's AI. Yeah. Looks yeah. like him. Yeah, he does look like him. Trey Burke is I, – I was very hyped when the Sixers signed him. Yeah. Um, which I probably shouldn't have been, but he was—he looked pretty good this year. I thought for—I don't know why he got cut. I mean, I kind of know why he got cut, but like, I don't know. His dad is whack though. But he's not. He'll, he's, he's he'll find a home somewhere else. He's yeah, good. somebody will sign him. We still got two more picks, by the way, Shane. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, okay, I didn't. Oh, you said his last pick. All right, all right, my fault. My yeah, yeah, his last pick. All right. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah, respect yeah. you, Trey Brady. All right. Um, all right, so I'm up at 17, and in this draft, Atlanta went 17-18, so uh, they hit and they missed. They got Schroeder at 17, Shane Larkin at 18. Oof. Shane Larkin, is, it, was an, it was another college baller at Miami. but Yeah, son of uh, Barry Larkin. Played yeah. a long sport. Uh, man, I mean, yeah, yeah, you, you could, you could say. Nah, that. he made millions playing basketball, so he's probably good. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go with uh, a guy who's at the top of the board and win shares. Uh, I've kind of gotten to like him a little bit more now that he's a Nugget. Um, my my Nuggets friends call him Plum Dumb because he just looks so dumb on the court. Uh, but Mason Mason Plumley, um, obviously, obviously, maybe not a Duke legend, but uh, great career at Duke, and then. In the league, I mean, he's just been – he's been kind of around like 10 and 6 as a backup center, 8 and 6 uh, throughout his whole career. Uh, he can make some flashy plays. He also makes really dumb plays. He looks like a weird, weird white guy on the court, um, hence the name Plum Dumb. But uh, as, as like your eighth man uh, playing the backup center position, I think, he, I think he's a good guy, good guy to have. Yeah, it's a good pick. He's, he's a pretty solid backup. Pretty solid backup. Um, yeah, at this right. point, it's kind of yeah. down to – You just need contributors, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, and finally, I've got Ennis – James Ennis the Menace, my guy. Yeah, yeah, of course, I, I kind of was expecting No, nah, I mean, I've, I – yeah, it's probably because he was on the Sixers. But, no, Ennis is a – he's a pretty good player, really athletic, um, okay shooter. Really, he's really try. He tries really hard. He tries. He tries. He, he's just a bit – <laughs> nah, he's just a big he's just the thing he is tried. like it was hilarious because last year in the playoffs he wasn't good he wasn't bad but he wasn't good but the fact that he was just like a living body made him better than like every other backup on the Sixers other than like Scott that's how bad the Sixers bench was but no nah, he's been he was like you know he, he was on those heat teams after LeBron left like he, he contributed his career 35 percent three-point shooter he'll he'll play defense he's a really good hustle guy i didn't mean he tried like he was getting a participation trophy. yeah yeah that was i didn't tough. mean it like that i'm not you know he's a grown man i'm not trying to say effort yeah just, just a good good effort guy that's what i'm good that's effort that's what i meant right. it's just because sometimes he looks kind of goofy doing whatever he's doing like you ever see him dribble he just kind of looks awkward but you know he's got an he's got okay jumper and got some good dunks so yeah i think that's a fair pick yeah uh other people i were considering uh mike Muscala. Howell yeah. Neto, just all Sixers guys. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. no coincidence that they're both Sixers. Uh, yeah. Solomon Hill, Tony Snell. You know, I think deserves maybe a little bit of shine just for uh, what he did this season is uh, Ben McElmore. Yeah. I agree. I was, I was a big, big Ben McElmore guy. Dude, the, the Sacramento team I wa- terrible. I, I wanted uh, the Suns to take him at five. I loved him coming out of Kansas. Yeah, I, I thought I was it. like when we took Alex Land, I was like, "Are you? Are you?" Just kidding? think about it. From uh, 2012 to 2015, the Kings went uh, Thomas Robinson. This is all their lottery picks: Thomas Robinson, Ben McElmore, Nick Stauskas, Willie Cauley Stein. Tough look. Tough, tough, tough scene. Reggie Bullock, though, I think deserves some. I, deserves I agree. Some shine. Uh, Shabazz Muhammad gave a thought. Uh, what about that boy Archie Goodwin? Don't sleep. Really? Oh, I was in the last draft. No, Fab Mello was this year, right? No, he wasn't. You're right. You're right. Uh, um, Archie Goodwin. What happened to Alex Abrinas this year? Did he go back to Spain? He, he went back to Spain. Yeah, he was okay for a little bit, but he could shoot. Yeah, he was okay on the Thunder. Yeah, he was pretty wet. Uh, Isaiah Cannon. 
Ray like McCall, I thought he was going to be good. Pierre Jackson. Oh, dude, Baylor dude, Pierre Jackson's a baller at Baylor. Uh, so Ryan Kelly. Ryan uh, Kelly, the Duke. The, he, he's Siva. Like, Peyton Siva, yeah. Sean Thomas, I remember him in college. Yeah, just a weird draft. Weird, really weird draft. Really weird. Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, looking at the board right now, I think if, if, if you're in, if you got anyone in the top, not granted, obviously it, it's relative because if you get Giannis or Tim Hardaway, obviously you're gonna be way more satisfied with Giannis. But anyone in our top nine, which Kia, you can read it back, I think, uh, I think you'd be, you'd walk away feeling pretty satisfied. Yeah. All right. I'll uh, read it right now. I went number one, Giannis. Number two, CJ McCollum. Number three, Rudy Gobert, coronavirus king. Uh, number four, Victor Oladipo. Number five, Dennis Schroeder. Number six, Stephen Adams. Number seven, Otto Porter Jr. Number eight, Clutch, uh, Clutch Sports Zone, KCP. Number nine, Tim Hardaway Jr. Number 10, The Clinical Linux. Number 11, Alan Crabb. Number 12, Nolan's Noel. Number 13, Cody Zeller. Number 14, Andre Roberson. Number 15, Gorgie Dang. Number 16, Trey Burke. Number 17, Mason Plumdom. Number 18, James Ennis. Yeah, Quite a it, draft. Quite yeah, a draft. Not th- definitely better uh, Definitely in better than 2012. Say that. Definitely better. 2011, number one. This number 2011 two, is just stacked. 2011 was big stacked. Big stacked. Um, all right, you guys got anything else? This nope. is fun. I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed doing this. Well, obviously, every, everyone's quarantined up. Not a whole lot to do. So, uh, I definitely think you're going to be seeing uh, more just podcast ideas like this, um, like drafts, different stuff thrown up on the website, uh, sqsports.wordpress. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, make sure to keep tuning in. And I'm sure we'll be back uh, just doing more hypotheticals or old redrafts or something like that uh, pretty soon. So, so thanks for listening again, guys, and we'll catch you later. Yeah.